Welcome back to another episode of Around the Grid. My name is Parth, and I'm here joined with my co-host, Raj. Hey, guys. This past weekend, we raced at the Red Bull Ring again for the second time, and unlike last week, this race was full of excitement, and it was action-packed um, until the very end. So there's a lot to talk about. How do you feel about it, Raj? It was a good race. Like Last week's was kind of uneventful. I expected yeah. a lot for last week, but I think this week definitely delivered for that. Yeah, 100%. I agree, too. I think it was really fun. I enjoyed watching it. And um, I feel like no matter which team you supported, something good came out of it, unless it was Williams, which we'll get into that later. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, it was penalties galore, but we'll talk about that, too. Anyways, qualifying, Max Verstappen takes pole again, and right behind him... Unlike last week, it's Lando Norris, and right behind him is Sergio Perez in third, and then running up fourth and fifth are both the Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas. Um, Lando was, again, very, very close to getting pole. He was, what, uh, 0.048 seconds off of pole? I can check the time, but whatever, whatever, whatever the case is, he was... He's outpacing that McLaren. Or maybe maybe we're just giving the McLaren less credit than it's due. I mean, yeah, you do have Ricardo who's struggling in that car. But then again, it's Ricardo's first year with McLaren. And Lando has been with them for quite some time. So he kind of knows the development of the car and kind of how to handle it. Yeah. Um, or, you're right, we're just, we're just not giving it enough is. credit. Um, because, but, as you see, like we're going to talk about later on... Even the race pace for the McLarens are really, really good, which is not something yeah. we normally see. So maybe they've made some pretty good improvements on the car. But regardless exactly. of what the, the case is, Lando Norris in P2 out qualifying one Red Bull in both Mercedes is just, that's, that's, I don't, like, that's just impressive. I think it solidifies yeah. him as one of the better, best drivers on the grid. Yeah, I mean, they're still fight, their fight, it's still with uh, Ferrari, but it's just Ferraris are not there. Uh, it seems in qualifying, like, they're I not feel there. Like yeah. Yeah, I feel like sometimes, though, they're just very inconsistent with Ferraris. Sometimes they're there, and they're fighting for it. Sometimes they're just not there, and they're just back there somewhere. Anyways, um, I, quite a few things happened. But again, I mean, overall, Max Verstappen was still, like, quarter of a second ahead of Lewis Hamilton basically the whole time. And, I mean, the Red Bull is just fast, and... Mercedes don't know where it's coming from, but it's coming from somewhere. Anyways, I mean, we had a lot of penalties, and it started with in, in qualifying where Vettel had blocked Alonso, and he got a three-place grid uh, penalty. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, I, I, I think it's more Aston Martin's fault than Vettel's fault, but Vettel took the took the punishment for it because yeah, because. Team Radio didn't they didn't really tell him that Alonso was right. Because I feel him. like if Vettel knew Alonso was literally right there, he would have picked up the pace a lot quicker or a lot earlier, and Alonso would have been able to yeah. finish his lap. Yeah, I and don't the think thing is because because Alonso got eliminated in Q two because of that, his race was effectively done for. Because yeah, he I feel like he did have a lot more pace in that car. He could have qualified top ten easily. Yeah, I agree. Huh? I think it was just it was not Vettel's fault that he blocked. Um, Alonso, he didn't do it knowingly, so yeah, 
But I feel I, like... As far as penalty-wise, I mean, I don't, even though it's not his fault, I feel like it was fair. It, it was, but I feel like they should have... It, it was fair, but it, it, in an alternate universe, maybe what they could have done is find the team instead of... I don't know. Actually, that just doesn't make sense in my head anymore. But no, lot, I thought about the finding could, the team thing too. Yeah. But it just it's just a weird uh, precedent you're putting down when you do that. Yeah. I guess the easiest way out is just a penalty battle, and that's exactly what yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But um, because this is this this might sound a little weird, but I did a little looking into it, and because Alonso didn't make it into Q three, Russell mm-hmm. brings the Williams into Q three. Yeah. Yeah. So for the first and, time and since Monza 2018, there's a Williams in Q3 or 2019. There's a Monza in Q. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and for the first time since 2019, Monza, there's a Williams in Q3. Wait, Monza? How did 20, 2018 Williams... Monza? I'm sorry, I'm like I'm like messing it up, but it's it's been a while since there's Williams in Q3. How did who was driving that car? Lance Stroll. George? Lance Stroll. Lance Stroll and Monza in a Williams. Yeah, because it was raining and they had the pace. Oh, it was raining. Yeah. That makes sense. Never mind. All right, yeah, so Russell gets into Q2, or Q3. He qualifies ninth, but because of Vettel's penalty, he got into eighth, which is amazing because he starts in points. And he has free finish in points, And he has a free Tartars. But will he finish in points? Same question we asked last time. We'll see. Both the Ferraris, and this is what I mean, both the Ferraris, they're both gone in Q2. It just sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not there. I, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, they both are really close to getting into Q3, but I guess the benefit for them is that since they're starting so close, P11, 12, 13, something in there, they both have free tire choice. So, And that worked out in their favor big time in the race, so we'll talk about that later on. But Gasly qualified P6 again? I don't even know. This this guy, they're just, he, Gasly and Norris, I, I feel like Norris is getting a lot of attention, but I do feel like Gasly's criminally underrated yeah because norris has actually gotten results and he's been very consistent but yeah ghastly just his pace has been there just he's not consistent with it. i get i think it's not his fault that he's not being consistent let's just say that he's gotten pretty like, unlucky unlucky yeah like last week it was charles who kind of messed up his race um so but norris has just been i mean he's on a 14 point race scoring streak which is Matching that, Alonso back yeah. in 2007, mm-hmm. who was also in a McLaren, by the way. So, it's you just can't beat the momentum Norris has right now. Yeah, speaking of McLaren, once again, we see Daniel Ricciardo faltering in qualifying. While his teammate qualifies into P2, Ricciardo is P13. Honestly, um, dude. I'm, I'm yawning. My bad. <laughs> This I talked and I was yawning. Uh, yeah, anyways. So Ricardo was a full second, almost a full second behind Norris and a full second behind Verstappen. So that's just, I, I know he's new, uh, but like uh, most other drivers have gotten used to the car and Ricardo still is not. It's like, uh, honestly, just this whole year, just do the trend. It's just, it's just transition year. Just don't count it for him at all. Start looking at him next year because, I mean, I don't know what else I can say about it. Like, he needs to do. We something know he's bad. a good driver. That's the thing. Yeah, it just is it. Is it time that we're like, oh, okay, maybe he's just losing his touch. Mojo. I I still feel like, 
based off of his race pace, that. we can definitely say that he's still a great driver. Yeah, he is. It just seems to be. If he could just have a really good qualifying, it just makes his race a lot easier. That's exactly, it. yeah. He doesn't have to fight for something that he should already have. Um, but, again, his race makes up for it, so it's kind of like, eh, eh. Anyways, race. Let's get into it. Max Verstappen takes a win again. Very dominant. This dude cannot be stopped. We're winning the championship. Rogers dying is Harry Silver. Simple. Uh, not confirmed yet, but possibly Bottas. Valtteri Bottas takes a second place. Um, good result for him. He drove brilliantly. brilliantly. Landon Norris takes third, starting from P2. So I think we kind of expected him there. Honestly, P4 yeah. because uh, Lewis Hamilton had uh, had damage with zero. So he probably would have taken P4. But uh, still a really good result from him. Lewis Hamilton is P4 because of damage. And Sergio Perez came, comes fifth. So overall, good points for Red Bull and also good points for... Um, Mercedes, but again, Max takes the fastest lap, so uh, I think they're I think they're just lead is just increasing at this point as well. Max led the whole race from pole position and takes fastest lap, which means that he got his first Grand Slam this weekend. Let's go. He was, Finally. I mean, even as a Mercedes fan, this this dude is currently unstoppable. There's no nobody can contest him right now. He just drove brilliantly. Like, there's, like, no mistake. He you won know? the race by 17.9 seconds after taking an, after taking a, another pit stop. That, like... Yeah. He could have won by 30 plus 40 seconds, maybe, even. And what does Mercedes have to offer? Well, Wolf said <laughs> Mercedes is done developing new parts, but there are still new upgrade packages to be installed. So, no new engineering, but there's still going to be more parts on the car. Uh... I don't know how I feel about that, bro. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, yes, new parts. Just... Also, I'm scared. Yeah. I mean, I've been I've been saying this. It just it's just weird from coming from a I know this upset. They said stop developing car already, but it's just weird coming from a seven-time constructors world championship team to say In a like row two. In a row two, yeah, we're that they're just done. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Like that just doesn't seem like winners' mentality to me. I don't know. I I know that next year is gonna be huge because there's a lot of changes. And they're focusing but, on the 2022 car more now. Right. It just, but it's just still weird to to be like, oh, he's just faster. Nothing you can do. Oh well. That's just what I'm getting right now. I don't want to say they've given up, but. It low-key does seem like it, but I really hope they prove me wrong in the next couple of races. Otherwise... Uh, Silverstone is pretty big for Mercedes. I mean, Hamilton yeah, yeah. and possible announcement. Possible announcement, you're right. We'll talk about that later, though. We'll talk about the end. Cause... Okay, yeah. All right. Sergio Perez, this is where I think the drama kind of started for this for this weekend. Sergio Perez goes for a move uh, on the outside of Norris. It's like turn... Turn turn four, turn five. Turn four, turn five, yes. I was trying to go to the track in my head. That's the same turn where Albon tried to move on Hamilton last year, but he got, got Albon. off the track. Yeah. Yeah, Albon. and then uh, since then, nothing has ever been good for him. Poor guy. Um, 
Norris takes a five-second penalty, and then Bottas gets ahead of him. And now here's where it all starts, is whether or not that penalty was deserved. So okay. what do you think? In my opinion, simply because of the fact that Lewis Hamilton got the exact same penalty last year, then this is deserved. And Perez lost way more than Perez lost way more than five seconds from that. He dropped from what second to second or third down to tenth. Yeah. And he had to fight all the way back up to fifth, so he lost more than five seconds. So I, in my mind, this penalty is deserved. But I mean, I know he's a Red Bull driver. I don't want him to do well, and I want the, I want Norris to get a penalty, even though I like more Norris too. Anyways, it it just I feel like. Perez it could be a racing that. Too. Perez should expect going on the outside that you're going to run out of track. I mean, it's not like Norris can just keep going on the inside and leave him in a space kind of thing. You know, some, I mean, it's yeah, not physics easy. Physics is physics. You can't, you can't beat physics. You just can't just, you know, move the car to the right a bit and be like, oh, here you go. There's your space. Because I think Norris was still leading. He still had the racing line. Yeah, yeah. And the racing line on that turn is kind of wide, so you kind of have to take up all that space. I mean, it's up in so, the air. Even the team bosses, I think both Horner and Seidel, um, they both said that Perez didn't... I, they, were, they were not a fan of the penalty. So even if if McLaren's yeah. team boss was not a fan of the penalty, then I guess that's that's the way to go. Yeah, but even Horner like said it even like before... Horner said that that it wasn't he didn't like it he thought it was a racing incident he should yeah yeah it, and this was before it had happened Paris did it to Leclerc twice this was before that so I mean I feel uh, like well, I, I feel yeah, like if 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 they hadn't given this penalty they would even the, this is like a no win situation for the FIA because if they had given the penalty people would be mad like they are right now if they had not given the yeah. penalty people will be mad because they gave Hamilton a penalty for the same thing last year. Yeah. So it's, I mean... Well, there was a, a bit of... I believe there was contact with the Albon and Hamilton incident. Well, Hamilton was still ahead and on the racing line. So there's a lot of room yeah. for debate there. Yeah. But yeah, and I Perez's mean... Perez's race started going downhill. Right, and then after that, Leclerc, he, I mean, he's in the back fighting now, and Leclerc tries to... Kind of do the same, basically the same move on Perez. Go on the outside of turn four uh, and five, but uh, there's no space. And he goes on the gravel, just like Perez did. And Perez gets five-second penalty. A few laps later, it happens again on a different part of the track. And then uh, Perez gets another five-second penalty. And in my opinion, I know yours is a bit different. I don't think... They should have been penalized, but since they were going off of the precedent that is set earlier in the race, they have to penalize that because it's I've, it's the same thing as Norris and Perez. Yeah, yeah. So, but what I, I in my was... opinion, all of it does I, all of it should not have been penalized is what I think. Go okay. ahead. So, I see what you're saying, but I still do think Norris should have been penalized just because of how much Perez dropped because of it, but. For mm-hmm. the Leclerc and Perez incidents, I think the first penalty was justified because there was a lot of contact going on there. Right. Uh, and the second one is questionable because I do think Leclerc was a little overambitious going around turn six, seven, eight, trying to overtake around the around the outside there. That's just not something that you that you see, because it's incredibly risky and incredibly dangerous. And I think Leclerc just got a bit too ambitious. 
So second yeah. one. He definitely could have waited and gotten on the main straight. He could have gotten DRS on the main straight and gone there. Yeah, honestly, but uh, just got a little too ambitious. Yeah. Hey, ambitious. I I do agree. He was ambitious, but again, it's racing, so it's like yeah. As as one famous person said, if you don't go for a fuck, I fucked it up. If you no longer Anyways. go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. Air Tencena. <laughs> Air Tencena. There we go. <laughs> so you really tried. <laughs> I did. I mean, I, I was setting it up, but I just messed with it. It's twelve thirty, man. Come on. All right. Okay. Okay. Russell. Poor dude gets a bad start from the beginning. P8. I mean, we know that it's Williams. It's it's not the best when it comes to pace, but like it's it's getting there. It's way better than it has been in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but he he loses positions, but he recovers it until the very end, where he is fighting for P10 with Alonso. And uh, I mean, it was really great driving from both of them. We saw some really good defending from Russell and some really good attacking from Alonso. And um, they both left each uh, other space. There was enough exactly. space. There was <laughs> literally no contact going on. It was so fun to see. Yeah, it was. Um, but eventually, Alonso does get the better of him and uh, take the last point position, P10, and Russell finishes P11, which is really sad because I think we all really wanted Russell to get points finally, but it just didn't happen. It's still, I think, a mental a mental dub for Williams and Russell. Because now they know the car is capable of doing this. So yeah, they can 100%. optimize the setup more to do this in the future again. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, um, go ahead. So, yeah, Alonso had a pretty good recovery drive from P14 to P10. And then, yeah, so he claimed the last point. And then Ricardo also had a pretty good recovery drive. He started P13, obviously, like we discussed before. Yeah. And then he finished in P7, and that's pretty it's pretty good. Six positions, that's pretty good. It's good points. I mean, they need it because of the fight with Ferrari, so... Yeah. So, yeah, as we as I said before, I think we're giving McLaren less credit for the car than they deserve, and I'm also guilty of that 100%. But maybe they're, they're, maybe they're a bit closer to Mercedes and Red Bull than, than, than yeah. we expected. I think, I think they're definitely better than Ferrari, though. Oh, 100%, yeah. It's just a matter of can Ricardo finish in points and be consistent with points. Because I think Charles and Sainz are very, very consistent when it comes to getting points. Here's, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I, I think if Ricardo got up to speed, it could be a th- three-way fight for P1. Because as we saw with Norris this race, he was only slightly slower than Bottas at any given time. So if Ricardo can match that pace, they can fight with Mercedes and Red Bull, I think. That might be a hot take. Maybe this is just a one-off for McLaren. But usually I would what agree I've seen, with you. Yeah, usually I would agree with you. But I think it's... I, I, think I, need, I think I need more... I think one more year of that car. And then Ricardo will be up there? And they would be fighting for... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I just yeah, don't, that's what I was I saying. Don't see I, it. When Ricardo gets up to pace, then they can fight. Uh, no, even even then, I think it's... I, I feel like they need to develop that car a bit more. I just, well, one more year, everything has changed, so... Yeah, exactly, so... I, I, it's a good start, I mean, I think... And they're definitely better than Ferrari, which we put in... in both of them, both those cars in P3, uh, like, power-wise... 
but uh-huh. I think McLaren is way better. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. The Mercedes probably, I think, helped a lot, too, because the, the reliability is what got them a bunch last year, especially with signs. Yeah. And now they're, they're doing pretty well. Exactly, exactly. So. so I looked at the fastest laps for every driver, and Bottas' fastest lap was a 108.37. Norris' fast lap was a 108.47. So I think that just shows, even whilst maintaining tires, they're super close to each other. And then in the yeah, end... Yeah, I mean, I think it also could be that we're giving Norris less credit. This is true. For the driver he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just because he... He's been on fire. I mean, man, he's surprised. I mean, we knew who he was even last year because he's had a couple of podiums here and there. But, like, man. This dude, I, I, I don't know, man. This dude just surprised the shit out of me. Yeah, I, I get that. I was surprised too, honestly. I did not expect this at all. And he only finished mm-hmm. 2.1 seconds behind Bottas. It's crazy. Um, I mean, I think we'll just talk about why Hamilton was not in the race much because he, he had a floor damage very early on and it, it was slowing down his car significantly, but it was enough that he could still keep going. Um, I mean, that Mercedes car itself is just fast. So not fast enough. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess compared to the Red Bull, but anyways, faster than the other car, so he was still able to you know get some good points. Yeah, Hamilton um, broke his car over curb, and then that yeah. caused increased tire wear, and that forced him into a two stop, and that means Bottas and Norris got ahead of him, and then yeah, finished P four. That's the end of it. Yeah, there's not much. I mean, at one point I thought I was like, I called it early on where I was like. If Bottas has more pace than Hamilton, will they switch positions? And at one point they said no racing, but then they left let that go and they kept racing. So Bottas overtook him finally. But yeah, I was, was watching good. you guys chat and like I wasn't able to watch the race live. When I saw you guys yeah. saying they're not letting him by, I was like about to throw my phone or something, dude. It was like for like, like a lap, or it maybe like could have been a delayed game. message. It could have been a delayed message too. But they immediately followed up with, "Okay, you're free to race him," and then he got by yeah. pretty soon. Right. So, uh, that's that's it for him. I mean, there's not much. He was just there. And uh, with that, Red Bull extend their lead to 44 points over Mercedes, and Verstappen has 32 points over Hamilton. I mean, this could change. If, if, if Verstappen has one bad race, he DNFs or doesn't get good points, and Hamilton wins. That's a big, that's a big if. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because it, it, it gets squashed. But... This year, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, but I don't wanna. I'm being cautiously optimistic. Fuck you. You know? <laughs> and then uh, the other battle that really matters is the P3 battle for the championship, and McLaren leads Ferrari by 19 points. A really good um, lead by them. Um, but before we get into the outro, I wanna talk about the announcement we might be having um, at Silverstone. Silverstone, we know that it is uh, a big, a lot of the tracks or a lot of the constructors are based off of um, Voking. They're based in the uh, United Kingdom area. Yeah, so by the track, right next to the track, basically. So it's a big home race for them. Hamilton, or Sir Lewis Hamilton's home race as well. And it is also George Russell's home race. There's been rumors that we might be getting a little announcement 
yeah. and that your boy Bottas might be getting dropped at the end of the season. I think it's at the, at the end of the season, right? They're not doing a swap. They're not going to do a midseason switch. There's, okay. If if they do, I'm just I'm throwing away my flag. It it will be weird because Toto will said there's only one team that does that. So if he I does, do that mid- might be. Yeah, no, don't talk about that, bro. We're, right. we're, okay. on, we're fine. Dark over. past, dark dark past. <laughs> <laughs> Last year. Yeah. Uh, um. All right. So yeah, we might be seeing. Uh, there have been a lot of rumors that Russell might be announced for the Mercedes seat. Oh yeah, totally forgot to mention this. Hamilton got announced for his Mercedes seat for the next two years. Yeah. Till yeah, twenty twenty three, so. which is interestingly enough, also when Verstappen's contract is up. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, that could make for some heated debate. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But I'm uh. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, so the, the the second seed battle is for sure on between Bottas and Russell. Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I hope that he stays. Otherwise, I... I hope he doesn't... I hope he doesn't stay with Mercedes. I think Mercedes actually, is you're right. Bottas. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the only hope for him is to go back to Williams and rebuild the team. So they can so- actually start fighting again. So the second part of the rumor is that there were some uh, Bottas's management was seen at the Williams uh, pits and stuff. Like that can mean anything. We've seen George Russell sitting around Aston Martin. Like <laughs> oh, well, that was that was just like yeah, yeah. It's a totally different thing. A red flag. They, they, they like, could be totally. They could be totally unrelated. But anything can yeah, happen. But so the next thing about it in the context of it all, it kind of you know. I mean, if he goes to Williams and Williams is performing next year, I will not be mad. Yeah. If he goes to Williams, yeah. and, Williams and we know Bottas is a good driver, so. Yeah. If he if he goes to Williams and Williams is like, bottom feeder again, man, I'm gonna be mad. Yeah. He just should just go to rallying then <laughs> at this point. I I do think so because his only, <laughs> if he doesn't get a seat, he he's pretty known for his rallying skills, so he should just go and join the, WRC or something. Man, what's with Finn drivers in rallying. It's the same with Kimi Raikkonen too. Yeah, <laughs> they have snow there. I, I guess that that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. All right, but in two weeks' time, we're gonna be racing at the Silverstone Circuit in the United Kingdom for the British Grand Prix. Uh, this is an iconic circuit. It's known for its extremely fast corners and technical sections, as well as pretty good overtaking zones present along the rear of the track. And almost every corner on this circuit has a name. Instead of just being called turn one, turn one, two, th- uh, turn three. So pay attention. I'm going to walk you through every single corner and straight. All right. Turn one is known as Abbey. Turn two is known as Farm. Turn three is known as Village. Turn four is known as a Loop. Turn five is known as Aintree. And once you leave Aintree, the Wellington Strait is the straight that leaves Aintree. Turn six is known as Brooklands. Turn seven is known as Luffield. Turn eight is known as Woodcut. Turn nine is known as Cops. And the twisty sections of turns 10 to 14 is known as Maggots and Beckets. Out of Maggots and Beckets, we enter the Hangar Straight, which turns into turn 15, known as Stowe. Turn 16, known as the Vale Chicane. Turn 17 to 18, known as Club. And finally, the Start-Finish Straight is known as the Hamilton Straight, obviously named after Lewis Hamilton. Sir Lewis Hamilton. Sir Lewis Hamilton. My bad, my bad. Uh, this track is always made for interesting racing, uh, but Mercedes has been pretty dominant over here in the past couple of years. Last year, we raced the Silverstone twice, and both races were just shockers because yeah, 
it was just a mess, especially the first race. Uh, the first race was set to be a Mercedes 1-2, but we saw a whole bunch of tire failures, more than Baku this year. And most importantly, Bottas and Hamilton tires blew up. Uh, the bad timing resulted in Bottas slipping to P11th, and Hamilton was actually able to take the win while driving on three wheels, which <laughs> that, was just, that, was, that, was, that was fantastic to watch. Yeah, it was. And then in the second race, Mercedes once again suffered severe tire degradation issues, and because of that, Verstappen came out on top for the win, and Mercedes did a 2-3 finish, bringing up the podium. Alright, that was a lot, but that's all for this weekend. I hope you all have enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at AroundTheGridF1, and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And we will see you all after Silverstone. Bye, guys.